everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Roll Radio. All right, let me ask you, what's worse than not being able to get the whole party together to play D&D? How about not having anything fun to do instead? Well, I'm here to tell you that Wongo puzzles are the answer we've been looking for. Now, Wongo may sound familiar to you D&D players out there that have played the Tomb of Annihilation campaign, but unlike that Wongo, Wongo puzzles are fun. Each puzzle is a custom design with intricate patterns and whimsical shapes that'll keep you engaged for hours. Plus, their eco-friendly materials and commitment to sustainability make Wongo puzzles a guilt-free way to unwind. They're 100% wooden puzzles, they'll last forever, and they'll have none of those uh, messed up cardboard corners. Each piece is hand-drawn, so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun whimsy pieces as you work through it. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. With stunning designs and unique shapes, Wango puzzles are cut above the rest. Check out the owl puzzle that Esmir's been working on. What are you waiting for? Go to wongopuzzles.com and pick your puzzle today and be sure to use the promo code ROLLRADIO to get 10% off your order. This is the most fun you've had with a puzzle, guaranteed, or your money back. Go to wongopuzzles.com and use the code ROLLRADIO to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. All right, now let's tune in to Roll Radio. Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons & Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. We look upon a circular room lined with beautiful slabs of white marble. On the marble are glowing engravings of organic patterns, elvish runes, and crescent moons. In the center of the room, stands a white marble statue of a male elf in elegant warrior's robes and chainmail. He leans on the pommel of a magnificent longsword. We move in to a close-up of the statue's face. A simple crown adorns his head, and he has a wise look upon his handsome elvish face. Then we hear a scream of agony and pain echo inside the chamber. And then a moment later, red blood begins to slowly drip down his white marble face. All right, Jake, you're hopped up on a potion of climbing and making your way up the tower. Roll me another athletics check with advantage. 18 again, 23. Wow. All right, nice. You easily make your way uh, up to the top, and you hop over the parapets, and you're now on the balcony with Esmir. Wow. And then I look at you, and I smile, and I say, that was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty sexy. That was pretty sexy. Thank you very much for helping. I would have fallen on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, remember the roof? The roof over there, then back there a long time ago. 
and I reach back to my back and I say, oh yes, I remember it well. <laughs> Cullen, uh, you're climbing up the rope. You're almost to the top. Roll another athletics check. Oh, Natural 20. Oh, yeah. All right, you pull yourself up onto the balcony. But and you and Jake uh, now see that breathtaking view that Esmir was talking about. And you see the elven patio furniture, the bronze statue of an elf with the flaming hair, and the closed door that leads into the manor. Is there a bar cart up here? I'd have a, I'd have a bar cart on my balcony. Look at that really cool bronze statue. Wait, hold on. I have this sneaky suspicion that maybe I should use my mage armor. <laughs> mage armor, activate. Form of safety. Okay, I'm ready now. Jake, go listen at the door. Perception, perception. Uh, that would be a 10 plus 7 is 17. All is quiet. Ooh, I look back. All is quiet. I say, perhaps they're wearing sneakers. You must keep your voice down, Cullen. <laughs> yes. Um, let's try and stealthily open the door. Can we check for traps? Sure, roll a perception check. Oh, that wasn't good at 12. Boy. The door doesn't look trapped. Oh, well, that's bullshit. I don't think there's traps. It's an estate balcony, second floor. Yeah. They're not going to have a trap on their balcony door. Said a bunch of dead people. <laughs> Sneaking into a keep known to contain an anyone, anyone put a... You can investigate it, Esmir, if you want to take a closer look. Yeah, I'll do that. 16. 9 plus oh. 7 is 16. You also don't see any traps. Okay. And then you know what? Can I investigate the statue to maybe see if there's any sort of, like, little lever on there? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to roll again. I want to check the statue. You know, sometimes, you know, the elves, they're a little tricksy with stuff like this. I got to check. Is its eyes following me around the balcony? Uh, I rolled a two. A two plus a seven is a nine. Nine. You don't find any kind of levers or switches on the statue. Okay. I want to check it myself. Ah. What are you checking? The door? I meant to say, I wanted to check the sculpture. I wanted to see if it was like, you know, um, if there's any kind of like, you know, if it's like eyes are following us around or if it's, you know. If there's cameras. There's a lever. Detect anything weird about it. Door cam. See if it's got a door cam. I mean, I could also discover an inscription on its butt or something, you know. Sure. Nine. I see nothing. Yeah, it's just a statue of an elf with weird flame hair. Mm. Oh, I got it. Hey, Badge Badge, come on out, buddy. And so, (laughs) how was it? Was it okay in there? (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bro. He's all, like, disheveled, and he's got, like, colors and stuff on him. Like, what were you doing in there? Were you playing with my chalk? (laughs) Um. And, Esmer, you suddenly get a message from AC. The Knoll Patrol is heading back this way. The Knolls are coming back, guys. Get down. Everybody, down on the ground. No patrols coming. Okay, so we hide. Okay, you guys uh, get down and hide, and uh, you peek through the parapets. Yeah. And you watch the no patrol as they make their rounds through the southern gardens and up to the stream, and then they uh, head back to the northern side of the manor, and then eventually AC gives you the all clear. All clear, guys. Okay. 
Do we want to try to enter? Can we do this? Uh, can we open the door just a tiny bit and do the sneaky peek eye? I haven't mm. done the sneaky peek eye in a while. Sure. A sneak and peek. Okay. A sneak and peek. Stealthily open the door a little bit and stick my eyeball. <laughs> okay. You crack open the door and you look into a room that looks like a master bedroom. This is the ensuite balcony. Is it empty? Swanky. You don't see anyone in there. I don't see anybody, which doesn't necessarily mean that there's nobody in there. Look, we could we could sit here and we can move inch by inch all day. Get in there. <laughs> okay, let's uh, open the door a little bit more stealthily. Okay, and as the door opens wider, you all immediately catch the scent of a forest in summer. Hmm. That's suspicious. Glade plug-in. <laughs> Glade plug-in. Plug nice. <laughs> There's a plug and a half, if I've ever <laughs> This episode brought to you by... <laughs> Glade plug-in. Johnsons and Johnsons. I don't trust elves. They're tricksy. And you see that the walls of this room are entirely planked in elegantly carved and polished wood, Ooh. while the stone ceiling has pieces of crystal embedded in it that allow in the sunlight. Oh. A huge wooden bed sits against the north wall. Its linens lay in disarray. Matching bedside tables flank it, and on one sits a vase. In it are several flowers made of thin silver wire. You peer around and see a marble fireplace in the southeast corner. Near the fireplace is an ornate wardrobe. Its doors and drawers are adorned with colorful images of elves, hunting, singing, and dancing in the woods. On the north wall are two doors. The one to the west is closed, the one to the east is slightly ajar, and beyond it, you see a hallway. That's, I think there's someone behind the door. Why would it smell like this? Why would, was it, is it some sort of elf? potpourri thing, or could it be some sort of magic? Cast detect magic and see. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it, but I'm just wondering like, if I would know something like that, because I am smart. Uh, you might see some other things, though, if you cast detect magic. I mean, I agree. It's interesting that it suddenly smells like the outside of, you know, in a forest, when we're going into the inside. And we could just chalk it up to elvishness, you know? Yeah. I don't they know like if it's the worth a spell slot. Um, the elves haven't been here in a 10-day. Mm, no. Well, no, we don't know that. Florshin was supposed to meet up with his sister here. Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, and she's probably the, she's probably a bad guy. Pro maybe, or she could have been kidnapped. We don't know. Can I carefully look behind the door? Are you entering the room, or are you just hanging out here on the balcony? <laughs> we're going to go into the room. I guess we're going in since you're asking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm going to slip in and I want to peek behind the door to see if someone's hiding behind the door. Okay. I'm going I'm to I'm gonna walk past Esmeralda over to the wardrobe at the foot of the bed and check and see if it looks like it's been rifled through. And I and I look at Elric and I look at Cullen as he walks by and I'm like... Duh, uh, duh. <laughs> Okay, so Esmir, uh, you make your way to the ajar door and you quickly see that no one is hiding behind it. And you peek out of the doorway 
and you see a dark hallway dimly illuminated by sunlight beaming in through several narrow windows. To your left, the hallway turns and continues north, and to your right, you see two doors on the southern wall and a third door at the end of the hallway. No one is in the hallway, and all is quiet. Jake, what are you doing? I'm going to go to that western door, and I'm going to give a listen. Okay. Okay, DM. Now we're all in the room. Now you can spring your trap on us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Cullen, you're uh, checking out the wardrobe? Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious to see if if the stuff's been rifled through, too. Like, if like the bed's disheveled, is, is the wardrobe open is there stuff okay you know, and around? you immediately see that um, it's not been rifled through and that everything's uh, you know uh, neatly folded and put away mm. and you can see that it's all woman's clothing mm, a feeling the top drawer uh, contains uh, some elegant elven jewelry of light gold and moonstones and you see a gold trimmed ivory brooch with a gold two-headed griffin on it. And in the bottom drawer, you find an interesting-looking bag. And Jake, you're listening at that closed door, and you don't hear anything. Okay. Esmir, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to go check out those cool flowers on the nightstand over there. Okay. I would like to, in the meantime, I would like to um, uh, question, do we right now agree that we think the sister is a bitch because before we start stealing her stuff like her jewels i don't want to steal her stuff if she's if we think that she's still on the up and up on the good side if we think that she's you know involved in nefarious activities then we might want to just take her stuff because she's one of the enemies I understand you're wrestling with a serious moral quandary. That's what Jake does. I think, we'll have to, I think we all have to answer that question for ourselves, though. And as far as I'm concerned... Okay, Mr. Ivory Tile. <laughs> she might be a B-word, but that doesn't mean that she's a bad guy. The other B-word. So do you plan on taking her jewels? Uh, no, I'm looking at the interesting bag. Okay. I'm trying to figure out why the why the GM said it was interesting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when it's my turn, I want to examine the silver flowers. Okay. So you can tell that someone made these flowers, like an art project, right? Someone uh, took these wires and they bent them and twisted them to resemble flowers. Okay. And you can also tell that the wires are made from real silver and they're very delicate and they're quite pretty. Okay, so Esmir takes those babies and puts them right in her bag of holding. She, she cannot pass those things up. So Jake rolls his eyes after giving his speech. So much for your moral yeah, quandary. Exactly. Like balancing there's no my way morals I'm, over here. There's no way I'm not stealing these. Hey, hey we're doing the Flotians a solid by coming, breaking into their house. We were sent here to break in and I'm taking these flowers and I'm not going to feel guilty for a second. Well, that's fine. You, They just did you a solid, solid silver, that is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Colin, what's going on with that interesting bag over there? I don't know. I've been waiting for you to finish. Okay, why don't you check it out? 
Yeah, so you can see that uh, this bag is finely stitched and embroidered and made of the finest uh, fabrics. And you also get the feeling that there's more to this bag than meets the eye. And I'll take an arcana check to see if you can figure it out. Oh, great. I'm unlikely to do well in my arcana. I can roll arcana too if he does. Esmeralda, you should check this out. Okay, let me see. Oh, that is interesting. Okay, I'm going to roll my arcana. 19 plus 7. So you take the bag and you examine it, and you immediately recognize the stitching and the embroidery on it. They're arcane runes that tell you that this is a bag of holding. Oh, shoot, girl. That's a bag of holding. Hmm. Oh, this is kind of weird, guys. Because that's a, it's like a Pandora's box. Hey, but should we leave it here? Yes, we should. Alone. Knowledge <laughs> cleric, you can keep a lid on it. We're talking over here amongst ourselves. Hurry up, either take the damn bag or not. I'm, t- I'm going to take it just in case there's something bad and she, you know, like comes and gets it to release some demon on us. If I have it, then she can't do that. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we check this door? And I can always give it back to her. Yes. Here. Yeah. We thought you were evil. Sure. You're not. Here's your bag. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go open the door that Jake wouldn't open because I think it's a closet. Okay. You open the door and you see that it is a closet. <laughs> it's a walk-in closet that's entirely planked in cedar and it's completely lined with ornate cabinets and drawers. A large mirror hangs on the north wall, and on the eastern wall is a stained glass window that depicts a finely dressed elf lord and lady. And the entire closet is filled with clothes and toiletries for both men and women. And all of it is of the finest quality. Wow, right up your alley. Fancy toilet water. Mm. You can use a good shaving kit. Cullen cares not for for these things. Cullen, go ahead and roll a perception check. <laughs> 21. Uh, you look around the closet, and it's all really fine stuff. But like you said, uh, it's nothing Cullen would be interested in. But something does catch your eye. It's a gray-green cloak that is remarkably light for the thickness of its fabric. Wow. Ooh, it's like the Frodo cloak, the invisibility one. Uh, I'll just put that in me backpack. You know, I'll give it back later if she turns out not to be evil. Nice. Um, can I just say what Esmir's thinking right now? Sure. Esmir's thinking to herself, okay, hold on one second, guys. These are super duper powerful elves. This appears to be like the master bedroom and it was kind of really easy to break into, which has given me the heebies and the cheebies. So. It might've been easy to break into, but it wasn't like they should be expecting visitors through the master bedroom, second floor balcony door. So, Esmer, as you're thinking about that, about how, you know, easy it was to get in here, Uh you're scanning the room, right? Looking for something maybe that you missed, like a trap or something. 
when you notice something on the ground near the bed. Hmm. It's a piece of parchment that looks like it was torn out of a notebook. <gasps> Interesting. Check these out. Parchments, guys. Do I recognize the writing? You recognize it as elven writing. Okay. But before you can get beyond that, the page blows out of your hand from a sudden gust of wind that comes out of the fireplace. And then a cloud of swirling wind and vapor blows out of the fireplace and transforms before you into a mini tornado with tentacles swirling all around it and three glowing red eyes. Oh boy. It looks like this. Oh, that's not good. It's scary. It looks like a angry ghost. And as it finishes transforming into this funneling cloud of whirling air, a powerful blast of wind bursts out of it. And anything that's loose in this room gets flung into the air. Bed sheets, clothes, that vase on the nightstand, it all flies away from it. And this burst of air slams right into you. Everyone, roll a strength saving throw. Oh boy. Shit. 24. 11. I rolled a nine. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so Cullen and Jake, this explosion of wind slams into you, doing six points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. And you both feel the wind start to push you back, but you dig in and you hold your ground. But Esmir, this wind slams you hard for 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And your gnome body is no match for this blast. And it pushes you into the air and it flings you towards the back of the room, right where Cullen is standing. Cullen, roll a dexterity saving throw to avoid the gnome flying right at you. Don't dodge me, don't dodge me. Is there there a chance I can catch her? Sure, yeah. (laughs) Roll a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. All right, dex, 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 plus two. Uh, 10. Okay, Esmir slams right into you, Mm. and you both fly back and fall onto the ground. Cullen, you take another three points of bludgeoning damage, and Esmir, you take one point, as I guess uh, Cullen's body softened the blow. With my hard breastplate. Exactly. Ouch! (laughs) Ouch! And I got a little extra for being in the way. Yeah. Okay, everyone, roll initiative. Uh, I rolled a 20. I rolled a 22. I rolled a three. All right, so Cullen, even though you weren't ready to dodge a flying Esmir, (laughs) uh, you were ready for action. So there's now a lashing whirlwind in the room. What are you gonna do? Um, shit, swords against the wind. This is probably not gonna work, but I got really no choice. So I'm just going to close the stand up and close the distance between me and the air guru. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna take a swing at him with my vicious battle axe. Uh, eight which was a natural one. Mm, critical mess. Um, uh, uh, yeah. I don't think I, there's any way of getting out of that. No inspiration points? Um, no, I haven't gotten an inspiration. Uh, you know it. what? I was, I totally forgot about this. I was gonna give you guys an inspiration point after you guys got the key to Daggerford. Oh. I totally spaced it out. Let me give it to you guys right now. Nice. Let me give you a those guys fest inspiration point. 
Nice. It's about damn time. I mean, thank you. Yes, thank you. All right, well, I'll use it immediately <laughs> to to uh, re-roll that there axe swing. Oh, no. Another one. <laughs> Another one. What oh. a load of loads. <laughs> That's not cool, it's man. It's basically the game saying, I already told you what you're going to get. I've never rolled so many ones in my life. Fantasy Grounds hates me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you take a swing at this air grew, and this uh, powerful wind is blowing all around it, right? Its tentacles are spinning around it, and as your axe comes down, it gets slapped by one of these tentacles, and it spins you around, and your axe slams right into Esme. What? Roll the damage. Oh, my God. This is not good. Awesome. Bye, guys. A one. Oh. Well, of course, my strength See? made that a five. But there oh. you go. What? Sorry. They put you into heavy. You're in heavy already. What the hell? Oh, my goodness. Get a better grip on your axes, boy. <laughs> Easy for you to say. You're a, I don't know, distance fighter, I hear. <laughs> All right. That was your first swing. What else are you going to do? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that I follow up a natural 20 with two ones. Boom. All right. So I'm going to uh, take a swing with my sword. 22. 22 hits. It's a silvered sword. Let's see if that helps. Eight. And it takes all eight points. Okay, cool. All right. So now we finish with the phylon axe, or sorry, the vicious axe, and see how this goes. 24. 24 hits. And I roll a three, so seven. And it is, oh, it's in heavy. It's in heavy. So I'm getting some uh, some bad luck and some good luck. Yeah. Well, you've done 15 points of damage to him so far, so that's good. All right, Jake, an air elemental has appeared, and it's knocked Esmir across the room, and Cullen's desperately swinging at the wind. What are you going to do? I want to heal my friend Esmir over there. What are you doing? I'm getting my butt kicked by a friendly ghost from hell. <laughs> Flying around the room like a little ragdoll. The problem that I have is that I have to touch her to do a cure wounds. Um, Just kill the damn thing and then we could heal me later. <laughs> I could jump up on the bed. Can I? I could do that, right? I could go 20 and get on that side of her. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to run, jump on the bed like it's a springboard. And I'm going <laughs> to bounce over her head to land on the other side, turn around, touch her. You're going to do a Shatner dive roll? I'm not going to roll it off. I'm going to <laughs> jump, bounce off of the bed. And I'm going to flip down on the other side of Esmir. And I'm going to put my palm on her head and heal her. <laughs> with Cure Wounds at second level. Nice. Bruh, that's cool. <laughs> and then I'm gonna look at her and say, how is that? You're getting sexier and sexier by the minute. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> 12 points of healing. Ooh, thanks, Jake, that tickled. Oh, you're welcome. And then I am going to, um, you know what? I'm gonna save my book. That's all I'm going to do for right now, because that burned a second level slot. Okay. 
and we're going to need slots. <laughs> slots of slots. Lots of slots. slots. Lots of slots. We're going to need lots of slots. Lots of slots. <laughs> and as you're healing Esmir, you all suddenly feel the temperature in the room begin to rise. Uh-oh. And Cullen and Jake, uh, you look behind you and you see what looks like molten lava pouring into the room from under the balcony door. What? And as it oozes in, it takes the vague shape of a humanoid with fiery hair. Oh God, the elements. Oh we got fire and air. There's going to be some water water coming soon and a big clot of mud following that guy. We might be already in that fight that you were worried about burning your slots on. I think you might be right. And as soon as it finishes transforming, it swipes a fiery clawed Esmir lying on the ground with advantage. And hits with an 18, doing Damn. nine points of fire damage. And I look at this thing, and I, I, I look at Esmer, and then I look back at the fire crew, and I say, I just healed her, you bastard! <laughs> and then it suddenly vanishes. Oh, whoa. And it vanishes in a way that looks kind of familiar to you guys. Oh, boy. Esmer, you've been blown across the room. You're lying on the floor after slamming into Cullen, and now some sort of fire creature is attacking you. What are you gonna do? So this thing's like, it's like a, it's like wind, right? Yes, it's like swirling air and vapor. So this guy's in heavy too. So my question to myself is this, what do I hit this thing with? What do I use? I mean, you know what? I'm going to try just shoot a firebolt at it to see what happens. Okay, but it'll be at disadvantage because it's right next to you. Okay, I'll shocking grasp it. Okay. Oh, you're charging it with lightning. I got... 16. 23 hits. Ooh, I got an 8 and a 3. 11. Ooh, it resisted it. It's because you turned it into a lightning storm. The whole thing? Yes, it resisted all of it. Okay. It seems to have uh, like absorbed the lightning and it's crackling through it like lightning inside of a cloud during a thunderstorm. Okay. Wow. You're stupid, McCloud. <laughs> That's why I'm calling you McCloud, because you're stupid. So I can't um, disengage. <clears throat> and... Um, and then for my bonus action, can I have Badge Badge attack him? Sure. Go get him, Badge Badge. <laughs> Come on, Badgey. Don't let me down. Seven plus two is nine. Nine misses. Oh, Badgey. This, I don't like this McCloud guy at all. <laughs> all right, Cullen, a fire elemental has just appeared and then disappeared, but this air elemental is still spinning and lashing out in front of you. What are you gonna do? Well, let's see if we can take him down and, and save everybody some grief from at least one direction. Say there can be only none. There can be only none. Only none. Um, please don't roll another natural one. Oh, but I don't think 10's gonna be enough. A 10 misses. It's like you're slicing through air. <laughs> okay, Colin, are you rolling again? Yeah, I got two more attacks. Okay, hold on. 
Um, I just I, I just remembered Esmir had a premonition. Mm. I'm going to give you, do you want a 19 or a 20? I'll give you the 19. 19 should be sufficient. Okay, here you go. All right, 19 hits. So here is the damage. Let me drop it right on Ghosty Boy. This guy needs to die. Oh, seven. Was it enough? Nope, still spinning. Still up. All right, so the axe comes down. Another three? What the fudge? Um, I'm going to try adding some precision to that and see if I can maybe turn it to an 18 or something. It probably won't, but, you know, what are you going to do? Ooh, a seven. seven. So it's 17. That hits. Your precision worked. Nice. Die. Ah, Die. Let me Die. check her Die. off. Die. Die, you blastard. Come on, kill him. Ooh. Maximum. Yes. And you kill him. 12. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Your axe slices through it, and the cyclone just dissipates into thin air. Thank you, precision. Nice. Good call. Good call on both of you guys. Way to go, Esmir, where the poor tank. Okay, so I still have movement. That was awesome. And I am not going to stand by this door. So I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to stand over here near the door in case somebody tries coming in that way. That fire guy's coming back. He's somewhere around. Yes, but where? Mm. <laughs> what are you going to do, Jake? So I'm going to now... Um, actually, I, I actually want to get out into the hallway. I want to get out of this room. Oh, boy. So maybe I'll just hover by the door and I'll stop. I want to peek back out into the hallway and see if uh, I see the fire elemental either left or right. All right. You peek out into the hall and it's empty. All right. So I will um, ready a flask of holy water to throw it at the fire elemental. Yeah. Yeah. And since I'm Jake, that's what I'll do. Bastard fire. I'll put you out with Agba water is what I'll do. (laughs) And here, I have a whole flask. And then, appearing out of thin air, is the fiery elemental. And it's standing right next to Cullen. And it swings a fiery claw at you. And it hits with a 23, doing seven points of fire damage. Wow. Now I roll a d20 to see if it vanishes again. Ooh. And it doesn't. It remains on this plane. Ah, so we can throw our readied actions at him, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Go ahead and toss your flask. Okay. I'm going to toss my flask of holy water at it. You bastard, drink this! Doing an 18 plus 5, 23. Three. Oh, wow. 23 hits. And that does 2d6. Ooh, seven just wounds him. So the flask shatters and the holy water splashes all over it. And there's like streams of smoke billowing off of it as the water singes its fiery body. Nice. Good thinking, bro. That's it. Feel the water of Agma, you bastard. All right, Esmir, the fire grew his back. What are you going to do? I think I might vicious mockery this guy. Okay. Hmm. Ooh, 
You think you're hot, but you're not, Gru. <laughs> you think you're a bonfire, but you're just a match. Yeah. <laughs> My mama's smokier than you, buddy. <laughs> so let's see, what do I have to do? Your mama was a candle. So, uh, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Okay, and it has to get a 12 or higher. And it rolls a 14 and succeeds. Damn you. And it, uh, it says something back to you in a language you don't understand. Which translates into, my mother was the sun. <laughs> I'm a son of a sun. No, you're a son of a gun. Stupid. Um, okay, well, that was annoying. Can I call um, AC to come aid us? Mm-hmm. I'm getting my ass hooked over here, buddy. I need you so bad. <laughs> All right, so that's a free action. Do you want to take a bonus action? Um, so Badgie's going to run 10 feet and get on the opposite side of Cullen to maybe give Cullen some advantage. Okay. Because Badgie is, is vibing with Esmir, and Esmir had this premonition like cause Cullen was going to be getting some really good hits with this vicious battle axe today. <laughs> All right, well, let's see. Colin, you're up. What are you going to do? Well, I guess I'll take a swing with my vicious battle Well, I'll axe. give you a natural 20. Oh, you're going to... Oh, that's swell. How about them apples? Because you know what happens with a natural 20. Yeah, I do. <laughs> More damage. I guess you don't need advantage. All righty, then. So, uh, well, I just dropped the damage then, I guess, right? Yeah, you just landed a critical hit. Esmir had that she had the premonition. I think it's gonna be Colin's day. He's gonna have some bad rolls, but he's gonna have some good rolls too. So first roll the critical damage. Uh, on him, all right. Seven. Plus four, 11. All right, plus 2d6, vicious critical. Ooh. Seven. Nice, and you killed it. Oh my god! Nice. As Thanks, well, Esmir! Your nice. premonitions are excellent. Yeah. The best kind. That is awesome. So your vicious axe slices through its fiery body, and it screams out as its body uh, hardens into molten rock. And then it all just crumbles to the ground, leaving just a pile of rock and ash. Yeah. Nice. And Esmir's gonna say, don't you play with me, cause you play with fire, or you're dead. Nice. Oh, you know what? Guys, never, never read pieces of paper laying around in fancy <laughs> elven door place. I should have known better, guys. I'm off my game. Pieces of paper? You should always read pieces of paper. <laughs> if you didn't no, read them, I would have. Not if they're magical runes. Not if they're magical runes. <laughs> well, when you looked at it, you didn't see any arcane runes. It looked just like a journal entry. Okay, so maybe that wasn't it? I'm going to read them again. <laughs> well, you're saying it could have been just a coinky-dinky? I think it was set something off. Are they still there? Yeah, it blew away, but you easily find it again. Oh, okay. So if I was to pick it up and to scroll it up... Just read it. I don't know if I want to read it. <laughs> I don't think that was it. Okay, well, I want it. Well, we want to know what's written on it. 
Yeah. Jake, you know you love to read. I do. I'm just I'm just afraid you're dead. And then if the things pop out, it won't be on you, bro. It won't be on you. Okay. It's okay. You can do it. Okay, so then I'll pick it up and and then if these guys are telling me to read it, I'll read it. Can you read Elvish? Oh. In my notes, I can read... I can read Dwarvish, Common, Celestial, and Goblin, but no, not Elven. Yeah, so it makes no sense to you. Who knows the language of an elf? Esmia, you must. I read Abysmal, Common, Gnomish, and Inferno. I know all the evil languages. But none of us can speak Elven. That's messed up. But don't we have something? Don't we have, like, a little app for that? I know Sylvan. Sylvan is not Elven. Isn't Sylvan Elvish? Well, it's two different languages, but they do share the same alphabet. Oh, really? So let's just say, you know, that you can piece it together with your Sylvan. Yeah, because we've seen so many of these things in the last... Yeah. So you take a look at this handwritten page, and it says... It is strange being back home. Though my time in Evermeet was not long, I feel like a foreigner walking through the manor. Perhaps it is my guilt that makes me feel this way, the same guilt that brought me back here. When I received word that father had passed, all I could think about was the last time we were together and the hate-filled words I left him with. No words a father deserves to hear from his daughter. I was a fool to only see father and his affinity for humans. I could never see past that, and therefore never saw him for the elf he was and all he accomplished and all he lost in his long life. It made me think about my brothers. Do I want my final words to them to be how they remember me? No, I will apologize and beg for forgiveness, especially to Kelson. So she's she she probably isn't a bad guy. Um, hmm. that's interesting. I still not buying it. <laughs> Ever the pessimist. I would certainly buy it. I mean, she wrote it. Or did she? She did. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But who ripped it out of the book? And it seems to me that obviously that was ripped out of the book for some from some anger or something, right? You don't just tear pages out of a book when you're happy. I don't think she did it. I think that... Somebody else ripped somebody, it Somebody, whoever took her from this room and has imprisoned her, I'm going to assume, saw the, the journal there and didn't like what they read. And maybe they're trying to point the finger of blame at her and having this in the journal would undercut their argument that, you know, it wouldn't... She wouldn't look like the guilty party. I think they're setting her up. And so they're right. they're trying to make sure Right, because they tore out they tore her apology letter out kind of in, in a way, yeah. an apology letter. This feeling of guilt because every every other action that she's taken would make you think she was a bad guy. Exactly. Case in point, Esmeralda doesn't trust her. Right. <laughs> does does the does the room look like there was a scuffle? I mean, did it look like there was a scuffle before we had a scuffle? No, it looked perfectly normal when you first came in. It looked like somebody just no. didn't make the bed. Elves always make their beds. There's well, the elves, yeah, so I don't. She would have had servants too, probably. Right. I would think. 
What's in that bag of holding? I don't know if I should open it. I have a bad feeling. I want to see if the stuff in there is elven or if it's red wizardy or something. Oh, you're looking for corroborating evidence. Bag of chestnuts. Say bag of chestnuts. <laughs> well, they probably don't all eat chestnuts. They all snack on chestnuts. They do. <laughs> it's their thing. It's a red wizard thing. Because they're fire guys. They like to roast them. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Well, I could just say contents and see what comes and up. A, and a you know, table of, in this bag. A, a list of contents comes up. No, not in your table hand. of contents. <laughs> just whatever contents are in this bag. Okay, so you say that, and uh, the only thing that comes at the top are some pieces of lint. Oh, some dust bunnies. Lint and bubblegum wrappers. And you found it in the bottom drawer of the dresser, so. It wasn't being used. So yeah. she emptied it yeah, out. Yeah, it was emptied out. She used it to bring her stuff. Yeah, from Evermeet. Oh, okay. Okay, we must move on. Why don't you put your stuff in the bag of holding? Well, you know, I mean, she might want it back if she is a good guy. Well, you could... You can yeah. always give it back to her when you see her. Say, okay. I didn't I didn't rifle through your underwear drawer or anything like that, but here is your bag of holding. <laughs> well, I didn't steal her gems. <laughs> she has a bunch of jewels there and stuff. I figure if she turns out to be evil, we'll come back and get that. But it's it's one thing to steal somebody's, like, you know, royal jewels. Yes. And another to take their suitcase. I've already kind of... Lightened up on my hatred f- toward her already after uh, hearing what was in that note. So thank you for reading it. Now let's move on to the hallway. Okay, 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 okay. Colin feels guilty. Good. Now move on. I don't. To the hallway. I put I put the bag back in the drawer, but I do keep the cloak. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So you guys are heading out. What's the marching order? Um, I will go second. Colin, get up here. <laughs> I, can go, I can go first. I can go stealthy. Usually it's Esmeralda because she she's good at sneaking. Yes, okay. As, yeah. The problem yeah. is, is that, you know, if she's followed by some noisy goons like us. Oh, so. also, before we go, I'm going to take a potion... A healing potion. Okay. 2d4. 1 and 2. Okay, so f- 5 points of healing. That's bullshit. All right. Into the hallway. And I poke I poke Azmir's back. Move. Come on. Go. <laughs> All right. So again, you look out into a dark hallway, dimly illuminated by several narrow windows. And hanging on the walls of this hallway are about a dozen paintings, and they're all portraits of elves. And you realize they're all members of the Flotion family. You see a portrait of Darfin, Darfin's mother and father. You even see a portrait of Kelson. And you also see that there are several paintings that have been taken off the walls because there's like a, you know, like a darker outline on the wall mm-hmm. that hasn't been faded by the sun. And to your left, the hallway turns north, and to your right, you see two doors on the southern hall and a third door at the end of the hallway. Okay. Which way do you want to go? Do you want to go north or east? I feel like we should go east first. Okay, let's do it. Ready? But I don't know. I'm not always good at this Oh, stop being so afraid. Move. 
<laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go to this adjacent room here. Let's go check this room out. Okay, let's do it. And I'm going to follow her. I'll, I'll move out into the hallway as well, but my intention is to stay put. Esmeralda, if you see anything in there, just give me a quick, you know, word on the Takiraki, and I'll be right in. Okay. <laughs> uh, can I roll to see if I hear anything? Are you listening at that first door? Yeah, I'm listening at the door. Okay, roll a perception check. Eight. Jake. Yes. Use your awesome perception. Oh, you didn't hear anything? Okay. Okay, I roll perception and I get a 17. Oh. Okay, so Esmir and Jake, uh, when you guys come up to listen at this first door, mm-hmm. you immediately see that past this door is another hallway that heads south. Oh. Ooh. Oh, so, so that's, that's not, not just there. an indent, that's a hallway. Yes. Oh. This must be the bathroom. (laughs) So, Cullen, you're hanging back here uh, while these two guys are listening at the door. And you're looking at the paintings in the hall when you notice that one of them is damaged. Hmm. Um, It looks like there's some dents in it uh, because these paintings are oil on wood. And it looks like someone smashed it with a hammer or maybe punched it with their fist. Hmm. And it's a, a portrait of a golden-haired female elf with violet eyes. And there's like a metal plate on the frame of the painting, and it reads, Shalendra Flotion. Ha, it's her. Well, that's the sister. It is the sister. Right? She's cute. She's got a big old scar underneath her eye. Yeah. Under her right eye. So now we know what she looks like. Sister? Question mark? (laughs) And back at the door, Jake, you hear something. It sounds like shuffling. And then I look back at them and I put my finger up to my lips. And then make the gesture to be very quiet. And then I point at the door. There's bad guys in there. (laughs) Jake, is the shuffling coming from the hallway or behind the door? Good question. Behind the door. Oh, thank you, Godman. <laughs> Jake. Yes. Scooch over. Let me peek around the corner. You come this way. Okay. I want to peek around the corner because I think I'll be able to see further down the hallway. Okay, go. Okay. You look down a 20 foot long hallway with closed doors on both the east and west walls and a third closed door at the end of the hall. And then we cut back to Cullen, looking at the painting of Shalendra, when suddenly a dark shadow engulfs it. (laughs) That your body is suddenly wracked with pain as you feel your strength being drained from your body. Oh boy. You take 14 points of necrotic damage and you feel weak and drained. And your strength is now reduced by two. Oh crap. And you're in heavy. Holy cow, that was brutal. And Jake and Esmir, you hear this, and you turn back to Cullen, and you see uh, like an inky black shadowy figure on the ceiling above Cullen. And this shadow is engulfing him. It almost looks like black paint is being poured on him from the ceiling. Oh my God. And then you spot another shadow moving on the ceiling towards you. 
Everyone, roll initiative. Oh, man. Girl. 17. A freaking four. That's not good. I rolled an eight. Plus three is 11. This is not good. All right, Cullen, you're on the ball tonight, going first in initiative again. So uh, this hallway is suddenly infested with shadows, and one of them is engulfing you in its darkness and sapping your strength. What are you going to do? Um, damn, now I just lost a bunch of... You've lost a plus one to your strength. Uh, I, I'm hoping it's not permanent, because that would really suck. But uh, having no other real choice than, you know, running away, <laughs> I guess I'm just going to try to attack one of these shadow things and start taking swings and see what happens. 20. 20 hits. Nice. Six points of damage, wounded. So, uh, I'm going to take my second attack, and then as my bonus action, I'm going to use a second wind. Okay. Because I'm hurting. I'm hurting. All right, so I'm just going to use the axe for my second attack. 19. 19 hits. Nice. Eight. 11. Max Max damage. damage. Well, not quite. (laughs) <laughs> it's a plus three now instead of a plus seven. Plus four. Or plus four. I could have swore it was plus seven. Plus it, seven to hit. Yeah, to hit. That's Oh, okay. Never mind. Which is now a plus six. Oh, so my plus is now plus All six. Right. All right. Um, so second wind. Eight points. Um, and let's see. I still have movement, but I don't see... Uh, any reason to move. So I'll just stay here. Okay. And the shadow, it continues to feed on your vitality. And hits with a dirty 20. Oh boy. Doing 10 points of necrotic damage. Okay, so I'm gonna try and parry some of that when you get a chance. Okay, go ahead and parry. Deflect five points. Okay, so you managed to cut the damage in half, but you still feel your strength being drained from your body. So now I roll a d4 to see how much is drained. Another two. So your strength is now 14. Oh my goodness. And then its shadowy form blends into the darkness of the ceiling above you. And then coming out of the darkness above Esmir is another shadow and its inky form reaches out to touch you. And it hits with a 24, doing 10 points of damage, uh, and putting her back into heavy. Son of a bitch. And Esmir, you also feel your vitality being drained out of your body. And I rolled a one, so your strength is now seven. Okay. This is horrible. And then this shadow also slinks back and blends into the darkness above you. What are you gonna do? Okay. Helia Bright Axe. <laughs> I need some help. I need some help here, okay? Could you do me a solid? And she's gonna cast the Helia's Haste. Okay, what's it do again? It lasts five rounds. My speed is doubled. I gain plus two bonus to my AC. I have advantage on dexterity saving throws and gain an additional action on each of my turns. Mm -hmm. The action could be used only to take the attack 
dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. Okay, so go ahead and drag the effect onto your token and it will apply all those effects. Okay. Okay, so that was your action. What else are you gonna do? What do I know about these shadows? Like what kind of bad guy are they? They're shadows. <laughs> What's the opposite of shadows? Light. 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 Drift globe. Sacred flame. I don't have that drift globe. Um, light. I have a light spell. Sh- sheds bright light in a 20 foot radius and dim light for an additional 20. Is there a painting next to me? Yes, there's a, there's a painting of Darfin right next to you. <laughs> so I'm going to touch that painting and I'm going to... S- I'm gonna do the light spell on it. Okay, so Lord Darfin's face lights up and illuminates the entire hallway. (laughs) And uh, with the darkness gone, uh, the shadows that attacked you are now plainly visible. And as they're revealed, uh, you can see that they kind of recoil from the light. I mean, it it doesn't seem to be harming them, uh, but you've definitely hindered their ability to hide in the darkness. Yeah. Okay. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to cast my Bardic Inspiration. Okay, cool. So as a bonus action, I can choose one creature other than myself within 60 feet. That creature gains one Bardic Inspiration die, a D6. Once within the next 10 minutes, the creature can roll the die and add the number roll to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw that it just made. Okay. So I'm gonna cast my Bardic Inspiration on Cullen. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, you're pretty jazzy, bro. Let's do this. (laughs) If you could rhyme it, that would be very inspiring. (laughs) Okay, um, okay, Cullen, you're really cool. Kill that guy and make him drool. <laughs> there you go. Nice. That rhymes. That's pretty good for improvisations. <laughs> okay, I think I did a lot there, um, except for I'm gonna die. Uh, maybe not. All right, Jake, Esmir's cast light and lit up the hallway, and you can now see the shadows lurking above you guys. What are you gonna do? And though I would love to cast something to kill, I'm going to whisper a prayer of healing onto Cullen and Esmir at third level. Whoa. What a sweet Which item. will do 3d8 plus four. Oh, that's to, I can do up myself, too. Oh, look at that. 17 points. Nice. Right on. I feel the spirit of Agma moving within me. And look at that. You guys are all green to the almost to the top. Ah, we have a wound of nine. Tis but a trifling thing. I feel thing. like I'm in a shampoo commercial. I'm invigorated. <laughs> <laughs> You're a brecht girl. I'm, wa- I'm washing my hair. I'm invigorated. I'm you feel that way. Now get in there and kill those bastards. <laughs> and that is, um, and I'm going to stay where I'm at. Okay. And then uh, we go to AC, who is now returning from his lookout duty, and he comes flying into the hallway. What you calling out, bro? AC's gonna fly over into the hallway where we're at. He's just gonna come up behind Jake for right now. 
And then we go to the top of the round and Cullen. The shadows are now plainly visible uh, thanks to the light now beaming from Darfin's face and golden hair. Mm. (laughs) He just gets prettier and prettier. Hurry up and kill these bastards. All right, so I'm going to swing my axe at this uh, shadow. It seems to receive damage from my magicked and silvered weapons. So we will give it another shot. Another one. Oh, oh man. I am freaking cursed. Did you use your, ins- you used mm. your inspiration? Yep. And I rolled a one with it. Baloney. Okay, so so the light suddenly getting turned on kind of throws you off a bit, and the shadow easily dodges your swing. And the axe then slams into one of the paintings on the wall. Ooh. And you quickly realize uh, that your axe is now stuck in Darfin's mom's face. Ooh. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. A good art preservationist could fix that right up. <laughs> and it's stuck in there real good. Uh, so you're going to need an action to pull it out. Mm, okay, so now I switched my. I switched to two-handed mode for the Phylon Longsword and abandon the axe. Okay. So now we will swing with uh, two hands on the Phylon Longsword. Please hit. Well, 16. 16 hits. I, I think that was a close thing. Because um, now my advantage is only plus five instead of plus seven. Alright, so damage. Nice. Eight. Ten altogether, partially resisted. Partially resisted, but it was enough to kill it. Yay. But it was enough to kill it. Oh, nice. sweet. And you watch as the shadow slowly fades away. So as uh, my, I still have movement though. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, Esmeralda, get behind me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Esmeralda ducks and he just like, just does a little frog hop over her. Yeah, under. I'm gonna get right underneath this thing. No, keep going, boy. Give her advantage. I'll give her advantage. No, because doesn't anybody get an opportunity attack if I went past him? If you went to the other side of him, he would. Uh, no. If you went to the other side, it would not. Oh, I wouldn't. Okay. Well, then I will do that. I'll give her advantage, I suppose. Thanks for the advice, Jake. <laughs> As I ran by. That's why I said keep going. So I'm not metagaming. <laughs> Look, Shadow a guy, a big hunky guy with lots of meat on his bones. <laughs> All right, so you maneuver yourself around the shadow, putting yourself in front of this window and into the opening or beginning of this southern hallway. And as you make your way past the corner, you see another shadow creeping its way towards you. Oh no! <laughs> But this shadow um, is nice. He's nice. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) He's a good guy. He likes us. Hey. (laughs) He's like the guy who takes care of the stables back in Jolkin. Hello. No, uh, it it attacks you. uh, But when it reaches out towards you, it flinches and it makes its attack with disadvantage. Ah. And it misses with a seven. And you you quickly surmise uh, that it flinched when it entered the sunlight coming through the window. Ah. Do the globe, bro. Do the daylight on the globe. Oh, daylight is for the rest. 
past Well, isn't your light still lit? It's not daylight, though. All that does is dispel the shadows that the shadows were hiding in. But but the drift globe creates sunlight. Oh, it's actual sunlight? Yeah, it can cast either regular light at will or sunlight once a day. Uh... Yeah, it's super powerful magics. It's not just a flashlight for the people who don't have infravision. Gotcha. And, uh, all right, so this shadow is unable to hide here, so we go to Esmir. Um, I'm going to... Don't forget you're still hasted by Halia. Oh, that's right. Halia's rage is coursing through your body. Yeah. Like you just drank a can of Four loco and Red Bull. (laughs) (laughs) I can't shoot the guy next to me, but I can shoot the other guy that's not next to me. I'm going to shoot a f- him with the fire. it would still be at disadvantage, because there's a shadow right next to you. Damn it. You could disengage with your extra action from Halia, and then you could take a shot without disadvantage. Okay, I'll do that. I'm going to go right next to Jake there. Okay. And then I'm going to shoot my firebolt. I rolled a one. Oh, no. What the hell? I'm going to use my inspiration point to re-roll that because ones are stupid. Well, hopefully you don't roll another one. Better not roll another one. (laughs) Thirteen. Ooh, it's 20. Plus seven is 20. 20 hits. Okay, and then I'm going to do 2d10. Yowchie badouchies. Pew. Seven and four. Partially resisted. Yep, most of the firebolt uh, passes harmlessly through the shadow, and it only takes five points of fire damage. Well, that's better than a stick in the eye. That's better than a stick in the eye. All right, anything else? Yeah, I have a bonus action, so I'm going to have Badge Badge. So he's going to come into the doorway here behind Jake. Okay. And then... um, That's all he's going to do for now. All right, Jake. Two shadows are attacking Cullen, and Esmir's, uh, she's torching the walls of the Flotion Estate. Hey! (laughs) What are you going to do? Okay. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to um, hold up the the drift globe and say, Daylightius Global! And hopefully it gives them disadvantage to everything coming forward. Yes, and as the daylight fills the hallway, you see the shadows recoil. And definitely more so than from the regular light. Uh, This light is kind of making them, like, twitch and convulse. Nice. It burns! It burns! Yeah, exactly. All right, do you want to do anything else? I want to just move one square over and by this door. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I want to go up one so I can give um, Cullen advantage. Behind shadow number one? Yeah. Okay, and then we go to AC. AC is going to... Woo! Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me. It's going to fly through the chaos and pandemonium across the room and down the little hallway and go right behind this shadowy guy here and give Cullen advantage. Okay, and as he flies by shadow number one, it takes an opportunity attack Ooh, with that disadvantage. Miss, 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 miss. 
Miss. And it misses. Oh, wow. Yes. It's one wily bird. All right, then we go to the top of the round and Cullen. Far out, man. The sun has come out in the hallway. Bet your bottom dollar. You can bet your bottom dollar that these shadows don't like it. <laughs> well, uh, I left my axe embedded in the in Mrs. Filan's head, so I'm going to... Mrs. Flotion. Uh, sorry, Mrs. Flotion's head. <laughs> uh, keep those things mixed up. Uh, so anyways, um, so it's all two-handed longsword at this point. Okay. So I think I already have Shadow 1 targeted. Oh! Nat 20! 25! Critical hit. See? Nice. Too bad it wasn't with the axe. Ah, <laughs> uh, 17. Partially resisted for 8 points of damage. Oh, wow. What the, so the hell? sword isn't as good as the axe. Alright, uh, yeah, I'm gonna swing again with the uh, sword. Another oh, no, nat, nat 20. 20. Wow. Four, number, four ones, four twenties. Everything's doubled. You get two ones, two twenties. I've it's rolled crazy. four ones, in a, not in a row, but four ones pretty close to each yep. other. And now yeah. four twenties. Hey, take these critical within. hits and run. What's your damage? So, yeah, let me do the damage. Um, Not too bad. Status, see the heavy. Resisted some of it, of course. So you did 12 points of damage, but it only took six. So I, I'm going to burn my action surge, action surge and uh, take another swing. Maybe we can dispatch this villain. 23. 23 hits. Four partially resisted. Three six, points. So three. Three points. That wasn't enough to take him out. So, um, that's all I can do. We're waiting on you. And the shadows are uh, convulsing from all the daylight suddenly filling the hall. They disengage and retreat down the southern hallway. Oh, boy. Assholes. And Cullen, uh, since you're at the opening of the southern hall, you see the shadows head into the darkness at the far end of the hallway. And you watch as one shadow disappears through the crack under the closed door on the eastern side, and the other shadow disappears under the western door. Oh, boy. It's all right. That drift globe's going to stay on. Yeah, it is. Bitches. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so the players have infiltrated the manor and they're beginning to explore it and learn about the mysterious Shalendra that they've heard about since early in season one. Both Kelson and Darfin have talked about her, so they know enough to be suspicious of her, especially Esmir. Uh, but now they're gonna, you know, they're gonna learn about what she's been doing uh, for the past couple months while they've been off dealing with the goblinoids that have been you know, ravaging the Sword Coast. And they also now discover that the Thans are here at the manor. Uh, what are they doing here? And is Shalendra a collaborator or is she a victim? This is what they'll discover and a whole lot more. Hopefully, uh, you know, all the pieces that I've sprinkled throughout the adventure start to fit together and uh, make a complete picture here. And uh, what they find here will, I think, be some of the final pieces to that picture. Uh, so stay tuned. It's going to be fun.
And if you're enjoying the show, please consider supporting it through donations at Red Circle or becoming a patron and getting access to lots of outtakes. Check out RollRadio.com for more content and ways to support the show. And you can always support or start your dice addiction by going to FanRollDice.com and get 10% off your order by using the code RollRadio. The game we're playing is Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module, both by Wizards of the Coast. All the endgame music and sound effects are by Sirenscape.com because epic games need epic sounds. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to Roll Radio, and tune in next time as the party meets the friendly and helpful staff of the Flotion Estate. <laughs>